welcome to Rebel Rose Radio, a multidimensional sanctuary where we explore the depths of ancient feminine arts and wisdom, womb-based business, leadership, creation, and intentional living. I'm your host, Gina Francis, feminine embodiment guide, womb-based business mentor, facilitator, and herbalist. And I am truly so excited that you are here. Rebel Rose Radio is the podcast where we unearth ancient feminine ways of living, leading, and creating to be integrated into your life as a modern day woman and womb holder. These conversations will serve as bridges between esoteric teachings, principles, and frameworks, and the practicalities that are necessary to fulfill your life's work on this earth. I invite you to enter the sanctuary where there are the most luscious and inviting havens for you to explore. Each episode will offer you a different flavor and texture of the Rebel Rose, leaving you feeling more at home within your own body than ever before and wide-eyed at the beauty of living in this divine feminine vessel. We will traipse through the temple doors as feminine codes within you are activated, sit in ceremony as we heal and pray together, play in the apothecary as our plant allies walk us home, commune in the office space to birth our greatest visions to life, and expand our minds in the library of intellect and wisdom. My love, I am truly so happy that you are here. Take a deep inhale, a cleansing exhale. Choose to be fully here, present, as you receive this episode's medicine. All right, babe. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome into Rebel Rose Radio. If this is your first time here, I am truly so grateful, so excited that you are here, especially today. And if you have been listening since we've launched the podcast Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to listen and to support the show. It truly means the world that you are here, that you are listening. And if you're sharing it with your community and loved ones, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is really, really special. My beloved man and I have just reunited after being apart for about four and a half, five months Um, I left Australia at the end of the beginning of October and have been in Mexico and back home in New Jersey while he's been over in Australia. So we've had our first little bit of long distance together and we are finally back together in Hawaii. So you are getting an episode from the rainy rainforest in Hawaii and it is Valentine's Day. So we are here for a really special Valentine's Day episode And really, our intention is to share a raw, real, honest, and also really valuable and supportive conversation for you all around relationship, intimacy, love, our relationship, our story, our journey. And I'm going to be asking Itai a lot of really cool questions um, that he's going to reflect on and share back to you all around relating and his experience in relationship And we're going to share with you guys some really powerful takeaways and practices that you can use in your intimate relationships, romantic relationships. And I want to also 
preface all of this by saying we today are speaking from our lived experience as a, in a heterosexual couple. I identify as a woman. Itai identifies as a man. And as you're listening, really so much of what we share and especially some of the prompts and the practices that we're going to share with you guys towards the end of the episode are going to be really supportive no matter what type of relationship that you're in, no matter what gender you do or do not identify with. And we are speaking from our lived experience as a heterosexual couple. So I feel like that's just important to emphasize. And I think that's it. We're going to rock and roll. So you may want to take some notes. We're going to share different questions. And I know Etai's got some really incredible things to share with you guys. He's had, I mean, he'll share, but he's had a lot of rich relationship experience and has a lot of wisdom a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience, and just so much that you can that you're going to share with the community. And I'm really excited because I know both the men and women listening are going to receive so much out of it from you. And I know you, Itai, have been such a teacher for me in relationship and such an expander for me during our journey in relating and our love from the very beginning. And yeah, it just really feels like an honor and a privilege to have you here, and I feel like this is only the beginning, so yeah, this is our first episode together. This is our first time doing anything like this together, so we're a wee bit nervous, but we're very, yeah, very grateful to be here with you guys, so we will dive right in. So my love, can you please introduce yourself to all these listeners? Thank you, my beautiful Gina. That was a beautiful introduction. Yeah, so I'm a coach, I'm a craniosacral therapist, a men's work facilitator, I'm a nature lover, a dedicated partner, I'm also a cook, and I'm an avid student of health science, and I'm a deeply feeling Scorpio who loves to bring playfulness into relationships and my community. I'm also passionate about human development within an ecocentral model. And what that means is that humans develop within a cyclical nature and there are several recognized stages of development like for example childhood adolescence adulthood elderhood and there's a few stages in between there's many ways of looking at this kind of idea but uh, this is something i i read about and inquire about within myself as well uh the we move through these stages because of innate wisdom that's within us, not because of what society tells us or because of our age. We have an instinct to develop and to reach our full potential. Just like a tree will sprout and grow towards the light or just like an animal will be born and will know how to walk or migrate to where they started their life journey several years before, we also have these instincts that guide us around the earth and towards our purpose. Thank you so much, my love, for sharing all of that. It's it's really beautiful what you do and who you be and who you are and really what you stand for in this world. And, you know, I mean, through our relationship and through knowing you, I know that you really are an embodiment for all of these things. And it's really part of your of who you are. So Thank you for sharing. I know that definitely will have sparked interest in a lot of the listeners. So, my love, we, I want to share with 
the audience and community listening, um, how did we meet? And again, some of you guys may know the story of how we met, but we've been, for some context, Eta and I have been together for a little bit over two years now. Um, and we did meet in Australia. I've been living in Australia for the past three, four years, really since kind of COVID time. And Itai and I actually met, I'll share from my perspective just briefly before I invite you to share, um, kind of your experience of how we met. I, I had just gone through quite a big breakup. We actually both had just gone through a really big breakup and I, it was a pretty rough time and a very tender and very emotional time. And I spoke about this a little bit in the previous episode around rose medicine. And that was when I actually began my rose dieta. And that was a really beautiful and deep healing portal for myself. And I had no intentions of getting into a new relationship, no intentions of really, yeah, meeting anyone or I thought I was going to really go into this inward healing journey. And I ended up going to a festival. It was a sacred sexuality and conscious relating. It was a, a retreat with some friends and I remember preparing to go and I just had this and it was around Halloween it was around the Scorpio full moon and I remember having this really strong feeling that I was going to meet someone and I didn't have any attachment to it I didn't know if it was going to be a friend or just like some person in my life that was going to be very meaningful I just had this feeling that there was someone there for me that was that I was, that I needed to meet, that I was meant to meet, but I went with really no attachment at all, and I actually didn't really even feel that well over the whole weekend as well, I was, I was feeling not, not so great, and that was where we met, I was with a couple friends, and they introduced me to you, and I remember just feeling this immediate not desire, but this immediate, like, soul recognition, this immediate curiosity, this immediate, like, kind of felt a bit shy inside, like, almost like I was a bit nervous to get to know you more or to have conversation more, and, you know, we really only briefly kind of chatted then, and, yeah, should I pass it on to you to share the rest of it? I want to hear from you as well. Sure. Yeah, that was like maybe only the second. It was a three-day festival or retreat. And I think that was, wasn't even the first day. Was it the first day or the second day? It was towards the end. Yeah, it was towards the end of the weekend. Because I remember we didn't really have that much time left together to get to know each other. As you said, Gina, I'd gone through a a pretty massive breakup um, previously. And I, I was not in the mindset of... And forming a new relationship whatsoever. I was certainly uh, interested in like a rebound uh, kind of relationship. <laughs> and uh, I was in a, in a fun period of, of doing that. But I uh, remember meeting you. And I remember your friends that introduced me to you. And when I met you, I just felt this pause, like time stopped. And there was this deep recognition and I knew, like, I'm gonna, I have to get your number, and I have to keep in touch with you somehow. <laughs> we have to meet again. Like this is, <laughs> it was a, uh, yeah, it, it was just a very tender moment, very beautiful moment. And that's kind of how we kicked it off. There wasn't a lot of time left in the festival from when we met. I remember, 
So we we danced a little bit together. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling unwell, and you offered me something for my tummy. Oh like yeah. Magne- no, like some like fiber yeah. thing. No, I think I offered you magnesium, magnesium but you, yeah. you, you, I, I give you instruction to my tent. I went, like, hiking into your hand, tent and into these spider webs, and I remember just being like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. This guy's going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Ah. But then we were in a workshop together. That was probably, like, the most profound moment I remember from that weekend because, again, like we said, we didn't really spend that much time together over the weekend, but we were in a workshop together, and... I remember eye gazing with you and we were standing in front of each other and I just remember feeling so seen and so confronted and so uncomfortable but in like a really a really good way you know it was this like holy shit I've never really felt this before this is really scary I kind of want to run away but I also want to stay here and not leave and we were doing, like, an interesting process together. And I remember you, after we were eye-gazing, you shared something with me before we kind of ended the workshop. Um, and you asked, you were like, oh, can I share something with you? And you said, you basically said something along the lines of you recognizing your inner feminine through me or seeing your inner feminine through me. And... That was really, it was really special for me. Like, it was quite emotional, and I feel like it really opened something up within mm. me. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, do you remember that? I, <laughs> I do, you do, I remember that, I remember <laughs> that. You're reminding me now. Uh, I, I remember recognizing, it was, like, it was like I was looking in a mirror, mm. but not, not a mirror of my external self, but my internal feminine. Mm. You were reflecting my internal woman. That's how I. F- that's 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 the experience that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. I like reflecting on this. So. Oh my gosh, there's literally so much we can talk about. We do have notes. One thing that I didn't write down because I mean there's so much that we want to get to. So I wanna I wanna make sure we do get to it all. But. I feel like we we didn't speak about this before, but I think it'd be really cool to just share with everyone kind of how how our relationship container started, because I feel like it began in quite an untraditional way. And whenever I've shared, when I was sharing this with others, that this is kind of how we set up our relationship at the beginning, it sparked a lot of interest, a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity, a lot of people being like, oh my God, I could never do that. Like people not really understanding, but also feeling very like wanting to know more. So, and that was something that you initiated. So I would love for you to share. I remember we were lying in the Born Up Forest when we were talking about it. And this was kind of when we had met up a couple of times. We had been texting, talking on the phone, da 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 skip all that part. And then we were finally meeting up because we actually lived like, three and a half hours apart from each other at the time. And maybe it was, I don't know how many times we had seen each other since the start, but yeah. Can you kind of share like how we began that relationship container? Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. And yeah. I, I know. I know. Yeah. So I remember that I was very tender still from my last relationship and I wasn't quite ready to, 
um, get into any drama or cause any confusion. And so, but I didn't want to avoid the opportunity of our relationship. So I suggested that we put a timeline on it for three months and we noted the date and we noted the date. We had an end date to our relationship. Like a container. We like had a, a container, three months container. Three months container. And we were going to get to that three months point and decide are we if we're going to continue with it or not and so that created a sense of safety I think for me and for us yeah. to just be in the relationship but also not not be too worried about like leading the other one on too much if we mm-hmm. felt that we weren't ready because we both were still working out working our, our way through um, you know mending our hearts and yeah. so I think it really, really worked well, and I've also, really I've well. also come across a lot of people who have been inspired by that. I've, I've met people who've, who've done this th- yeah. themselves as well. I think it's a great idea. I don't even remember where I got this idea from, but yeah, it really allowed for for safety of exploration. Like instead yeah. of just being on an open-ended kind of dating and see where it takes us, yeah, we could fully let ourselves be who we are and I think it took the pressure off as well yeah of trying to impress each other or kind of taking a step ahead of mm-hmm. of where of of our true yeah just our authentic emotions mm-hmm. um, so that was the container that we'd set yeah and it's like that which I speak about often with clients and just you know through social media and in my courses programs all of that is like it's that structure that creates safety. It's that container that holds space for the flow, for the creativity, for the love, the energy, the movement to flow and not just feel like it's this kind of open-ended, unknown, mysterious thing, which can often really lead to a lack of safety. And we had, you know, we had some of our own agreements, like we were both kind of open to exploring other people and connecting with other people throughout that time as well. It wasn't just like three months monogamous to start. And we were transparent about And we were very, yeah, we were very communicative about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very transparent about that. So yeah, I think it was, I think that was really cool and it really worked well for us um, in creating that safety. And I think that's where within relationship and especially within the context of our relationship it's like that level of communication and honesty and transparency is what creates so much of the safety that we experience and I think there's so many examples of how that's happened I mean even just in our travels at the moment like we're you know like for a little while we were like oh we're just gonna go with the flow which is amazing but we actually realized that just kind of having this open-ended trip and no plans is actually causing a lot more chaos and stress and anxiety for us. And so having this intention to set, to plan a little bit more, to have a bit more of a structure and a theme for our trip is creating a bit more space for us to relax into the travels. And I feel like within relationship and within intimacy and sex, especially just having a safe container to surrender into, to explore, to soften into makes it makes such a difference and I think especially for women and for the women listening it's like that level of safety is really what creates what allows us to open and soften 
in like sexually it allows our body to open and soften because we need more of that time to feel safe to open for literally our physical body for our yonis to soften to open to be lubricated all of that and I think we can apply that to not only sex but just the dynamic of relationship in general and the way communication can really foster a lot of that safety and um, depth as well yeah totally and I think it's really important to note and to say this as well that when we got to the end of that three months yeah we actually decided we actually ended it we actually ended it (laughs) we actually decided not to continue with the relationship yeah um so that's important to 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 say that because yeah we 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 weren't just playing games with that three months we we really took it seriously and it was actually a couple months later that we slowly started getting back together again we realized that it was our truth and that we 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 really loved each other because i had gotten back together kind of with my ex which was, that was a whole other story, but it was really crazy, the timing, like, of us ending, choosing to end that three months, and then I was opening to possibly get back together with my ex, which did not work out in the moment that, that, it was just very clear that I realized, holy shit, wait, I actually want to be with Itai, I actually love him, and that was really hard, because we went to some festivals when we were kind of in that in-between space, mm-hmm. um, and I remember just finding that really hard to see you even dancing with other women or... I was seeing other women at the time You were. Well. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I knew that. Yeah. And I remember, like, it just brought up all of my stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really hard for me. Um, but also really good because it illuminated very clearly that my truth was actually that I did want to be with you, like illuminated my feelings for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything more you want to share on that? No, let's move on. Yeah? Cool. So let's ask some questions. So I want to skip to something. We're going to come, come back to some of these questions, but I want to share for, I want you to share for the audience and just open up this communication or conversation This is something we talk about often, which is keeping the spark alive, keeping the flame lit, keeping the fire stoked within the relationship. And I would love for you to speak to that. Like, what does it really mean to keep the spark alive, Um, especially in longer term relationships? I mean, no matter how the length of the relationship is, but yeah, let's talk about that for a lot of my life in relationships I didn't understand this idea of keeping the spark alive mm. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't understand that I had the power to make my partner feel great by a compliment or by my words or a little uh, gesture which mm-hmm. in turn would amplify her gestures toward me and just keep the energy mm. building so that's something like that sparking off each other almost yeah yeah, so that's something that uh, yeah, I, I think I just got better and better at it as I failed in re- <laughs> over time in relationships and realized that it just takes a bit of effort sometimes to to go and, let's use an analogy, you know, go and chop wood and go and cut kindling mm, to keep yes. the fire stoked and to keep blowing on the embers because it takes effort to keep that fire alive and not out of control as well. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm. um, I think that um, the period that that meant a lot for us was the recent few months when we were apart because we could yeah. only. It was very difficult to communicate. We were on opposite sides of the ro- of the world, and so the time difference made it difficult to find ta- uh, times to to converse when we both had energy. Because I was yeah. working a lot, and you were either at the end of your day tired, or you know, different things. So it really meant a lot. I noticed it really meant a lot to to um, send you messages with compliments or love hearts or tell you that I'm looking forward to talking and uh, it it really boosted the desire for for us to connect and to converse I think and so mm-hmm. and on the whole I'd say that this is something that this is one of the things I I learned to do it's it's like a it's like a behavior that wasn't natural for me when I when I was yeah. growing up. It wasn't mm-hmm. natural for me for most of my life, but I had to learn how to do it. To do what? To keep this fire stoked. To keep to make to go out of my own ego. Mm-hmm. To go out of my own my own emotions, mm-hmm. and to make sure that this other thing, which is the relationship, not just me, mm-hmm. was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Because if I let myself down sometimes in my life. Well, I've only got myself to blame and eventually I can come out of that. But in the relationship, sometimes if the relationship goes under, if that if, mm-hmm. if the relationship suffers a dry spell or um pain that grows too much, that can that can ruin things. Mm-hmm. So just so when I realized that I had uh that the relationship was depending on me, and of course for you, yeah, you, you, it was really depending on you. But for me to take responsibility for that meant that I was that I could always do something. And those those things are like giving compliments. I was going to say, like, you know, what are some ways both men and women can stoke the fire of their relationship? And I know you have a lot of lessons from relationship that you're going to share as well. Maybe some of those are related to that. But like, I guess how. Yeah, how, what are some ways that we can stoke the fire? And I'll share also, you know, from yeah. my perspective too. But. Yeah. Um, like being flirty, you know, with you. We like flirty. Know, it's like, <laughs> it's a, I think as a man, it's, um, I, I felt that this, 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 this is the part that wasn't necessarily natural because I could get into a, uh, a comfort zone with mm-hmm. my previous partners sometimes and mm-hmm. um yeah but actually just to find to find those things that I love about you to find those attractive things about you to find those they're not hard to find but you know to point them out <laughs> to really highlight them and point them out and to make a point of it like earlier you asked me if um you look good in, if that dress looks good if I like the dress and I said yeah but I I love the woman inside the dress even more <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of like it's it's a bit of a game, really. Mm. It's keeping that game mm, going, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fake, you know. I feel like it's it's actually helped me to be more alive and juicy in myself mm. and in my relationship mm-hmm. because I find things to love and I find reasons to to get excited. 
Hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And I feel like no matter what type of relationship you are in, no matter how long the relationship has been or not, I think knowing this and doing this from the beginning is so important because it keeps it easier, you know, as you go on. And I think oftentimes we think we need to do these grand gestures to keep the fire stoked and to like keep the flirting and the energy flowing but I feel like it's really in the little things like you literally just sending me a heart or a flower throughout the day especially when we were apart it was like that you know that just opened my heart a little bit or like the littlest of compliments or you know we can talk about love languages but my top love language is touch and words of affirmation and so even just a gentle touch throughout the day when we're together when we're apart, you know, simple words of affirmation that are like genuine and true and authentic. Those, all of these little things really do start to add up. And I loved what you were speaking about is um, like getting out of your ego and getting out of your own way. Because I think, well, I don't think in relationship we have, there's you and there's me, but then there's also the relationship and there's the context of the relationship where it's like, I'm my own person and my own experience, my own ego. You're in your own experience, your own lens, your own ego. And we can get really, we can isolate ourselves by being stuck in our ego and forgetting that it's not necessarily just about uh, like us individually, which I know this is a huge journey for me. It's like we, it's together. It's the actual relationship entity and the entity of the relationship. So I know a lot of the times when I've, found it hard to stay connected or keep energy flowing coming back to okay like the relationship you know and feeding and nourishing and fanning the flames of the relationship not necessarily you or me but the relationship for the long term you know like beyond us as individuals it's like a car that needs servicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be serviced regularly. It needs to be cleaned a little bit here and there. It needs to be kept. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a mess. Exactly. Ooh, I like that. Mm. I really like that. And this car can take us to amazing places. This car can take us to really amazing or the places. Ship. We could call it a ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the relationship, it's a vehicle. Yeah. Like, it's really such a transformational, sacred beautiful vehicle yeah for growth for and I want to ask actually ask you that question I feel like that just kind of segues to that is what does this relationship mean to you our relationship oh big question you guys can ask this to your loved ones as well Hmm. what does this relationship mean to you for me this relationship means A long life together. Mm-hmm. It means investment. Mm. It means there's a place for me to invest my energy and and foster an environment that supports me long term. It's like a yeah safe heaven in some way, mm. but it's also it's also a kind of beautiful 
process where we can create the possibility to step out of our own way and eventually create new life as well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we haven't done yet in terms mm-hmm. of having children. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but that's that's part of the meaning for me. At this stage yeah. of, of my life that feels like an important value and that feels like a, a strong element to what this relationship means you know it's yeah mm. yeah I loved what you said when we were talking about this question earlier I wrote down what you said which is that kind of that last note was it's a portal or a possibility of fostering life beyond ourselves and I love that because it's like you said both through children and we actually got some questions um, on my question box on Instagram of people asking about kind of about that and about um, connection to spirit baby and conscious conception journey, which I think that might be for another episode. We're not, we're not trying to conceive (laughs) right now, but spirit baby has been very, very alive and present, but she's waiting. (laughs) She's, she's definitely waiting. She's patient. She's very patient, but she's very happy that we're back together. That's for sure. (laughs) She's so cute. I've had a lot of connection with her. Um, is, yeah, like that portal of possibility of fostering life beyond ourselves, both through children, but also creation, like other creative projects, like our service to the world, our service to humanity, both through our children and through the way we raise our children and what that creates. And then their children and their children, those like generations to come, that legacy, and also the life that we create through our service together. Like we've spoken about wanting to hold retreats together and workshops and just the way that our union and our connection creates more beauty in the world and creates more light in the world totally yeah that's right <laughs> yeah exciting <laughs> it is exciting mm. it does definitely feel like home as well mm. so I'm looking at my bullet points here and We've had, actually, I want you to share this first. So you've got, you've had a lot of relationship experience in a lot of different ways. And I feel like it's really valuable, a lot of what you've learned. And so I would love for you to share with the audience your, both your lessons from relationship. And then also I want to go into your tips for women (laughs) in relating with men. So I feel like these are really juicy and then we are going to kind of end and end with a bit of a process as to how like some frameworks and structures that we've used in our relationship with actual questions and practices for you guys to take away with you. So a lot of these lessons I know are going to be huge takeaways and these tips from him, from this beautiful man here. (laughs) So pay close attention and I would love for you to share these lessons from relationship that you've had and that you've experienced. Yeah, big responsibility to give tips, I think, for women. I know. Um, but just a few things that I learned, uh, not in any particular order, but I think that this container, this idea of creating a safe container is the first one. Um, yeah. Like we started our relationship with a container, three-month container, but creating a container means uh, communicating properly about 
what what our needs are, what our boundaries are, what our desires are, and also getting clear about what are the non-negotiables, you know, like, because mm. ultimately we're going to find out down the line. Yeah. So within the container, we create agreements to be honest about these kinds of things. Some things we don't, we don't realize about ourselves till, till where it's certain depth of exploration within a relationship but we can set the intention to be honest and to hold the safe space for each other to share when things come up Mm -hmm. so that's what I would consider about creating a container Uh, it's really just a willingness to to uphold um, certain values together Mm -hmm. and those values can be dependent on what (laughs) the relationship is like for me I feel that honesty and transparency are really important yeah and also um encouragement to explore we can talk about containers another time maybe get more yeah more deep into the idea of containers yeah because um, i feel like that's a whole conversation yeah, that's that's huge definitely uh another big lesson I learned from past relationship is that if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a no. <laughs> that's that was Love uh, that. That's kind of obvious, but it really it took me Reminder. It, it took me a two and a half year relationship to, to get that. Um wow. beautiful person that I was with and yeah. we had a good connection, but there was just something that was just not a it wasn't it wasn't a fuck yeah all the way and that was a lot of time wasting, a lot of energy wasting. So I would say that would have, that was a very important thing that I carry forward. Did you guys hear that? Say that again. What was it? If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. <laughs> Just make it clear cut. Um, another point I think is really important that I learn is to be open to feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that means to me is sometimes you will say something to me. Sometimes, sometimes. I'll get feedback from my partner in the form of, it could be many forms. It can be in a form of emotion, like <laughs> however that expresses itself. It can be, it can be very concise and clear communication if, if my partner's feeling together and, and logical. <laughs> it, can be, it can just be a, a lack of communication. But whatever it is... N- to remind myself that I don't, I don't know everything about, about how we should move forward and rather open myself up to feedback in the sense of, okay, what's, what am I not getting here? You know, what is being communicated in this moment? What, Mm -hmm. what can I, how can I assume that what I think is not necessarily correct and, and take the invitation Accept the invitation to grow. Accept the invitation to be vulnerable. Mm. Hopefully, that's cl- that's a good way to, to frame it. Because um, to be open to f- feedback, I've needed to be vulnerable many times. Yeah. Because sometimes to receive or to, to re- give to receive Re- feedback. Yeah. Because sometimes my defenses would yeah. come in. Oh, I definitely away. definitely have those defenses. That's yeah. For sure. Because sometimes the feedback doesn't come in the form of like, hey, this is feedback. Yeah. Or can I share like feedback? Direct, like direct. Yeah, that. sometimes yeah. it's like you're walking away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, she's not just 
a bitch walking away from me right now. She's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've done something that hurt her. Okay, that's feedback. Yeah. I've got to go and this is. I've got to go and and grab your hand and and say, mm. hey, hey, look, look. I I don't know what's going on here, but I need to. Mm-hmm. I need to, what, like, sh- can you share with me? You know, I'll probably talk in a more calm way. Yeah. I'm just a bit nervous now. <laughs> uh, You're doing good. Yeah. Any more clarification on that point? No, I think that's good. Um, intention is a really strong point for me. Like, is this relationship, am I in this relationship for the long term? Or do I, you know, am I just looking for fun am i am i just on a spiritual growth journey with this yeah. person am i open to just what comes or do i want to drive this relationship you know are we do i want do i want to play this relationship as a team or do i want do i just i'm not sure what i want and i just i'm open to someone coming into my life like these are kind of yeah questions that can feed an intention of our relation of a relationship so like for me in this in, with that. you Gina I just I had the intention of creating a long term sustainable and strong foundation in the relationship so that's an intention that that guides guides me guides mm-hmm. my actions you know uh, I think in the beginning three months when we did the intention was to heal and that's why yeah. that it was to heal and and that's why I think when we got to the end of the three months, I think we'd experienced a significant amount of healing and we both did. And, and we, yeah. we we said, Okay, thank you. That was good. Let's move on now and Yeah. So um Yeah. I think another point that I would say that I learned was to take responsibility for my own emotions and self care because it's no one else's responsibility mm. <laughs> that I'm caring for myself that's my responsibility and if I'm not showing up in a clear way then I may as well not show up unless I make it a point unless I can I'm able to communicate that hey I'm not really I'm I'm feeling angry I'm feeling frustrated I'm feeling sad or whatever but if I am not able to even understand that I'm going through something and I'm not clear, then that's going to affect the connection I have with my partner mm. because mm-hmm. because it can be mysterious and vague and and create confusion so so that's so I take it upon myself to inquire as to what I'm feeling, and sometimes I check in like where this feeling is in my body, and you know there's a lot of tools of course we can talk a lot about tools to process emotions and and release energy and how to communicate and so on but in general it's really about I take responsibility for my emotional well-being and my self-care so I can show up mm-hmm. in a good way in relationship yeah those are just a few tips kind of like really good at random, but yeah and I I really agree with all of them and especially that one at the end I think that goes for everyone is like really filling our cup so that we can pour into the relationship from this space of overflow. And I know there's been a lot of times for us, and we're experiencing this recently since we've just been in Hawaii, where, you know, there's a couple days where I didn't, you know, kind of have my morning practice or didn't create the space for my kundalini or whatever it was. And then it's very easy for me, which I'm practicing, to, in a way, like, then take that out on you. 
and almost make that your fault or like I'm stressed because I didn't do my kundalini or I'm stressed because whatever or da 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 and then it gets projected out onto the relationship when in reality that's that's not fair at all it's not healthy it's not like that's not your responsibility and then we had like the contrast to that where we were able to see yesterday for example when Itai was having a sleep in and I was I did my kundalini practice I got up and I wrote and I I meditated and I felt so full after and I was like so happy and just felt like my cup was so full and overflowing just from like a simple it wasn't even a long practice that I had in the morning and then I was able to show up more clearly and more lovingly for the relationship as well so I think that's something that in relationship it's like that responsibility and we also get to encourage each other to do those things like you going for exercise today you know and you coming back and being like don't let me not exercise. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm not allowed to not exercise. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to not exercise. Yeah. And just how you came back and I was like, holy shit, your energy feels so different already. Like, mm. you know, so those little things I, I think are really important. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> good, good lessons. Yeah. Good lessons, babe. Now, I know you've got some tips <laughs> for women in heterosexual relationships. I'd love for you to share. I'd love for you to share these. And and guest, I'll listen up because I think they are, I don't think they are very good. I know they are. And I'm excited for you to share them. And I'm excited to hear them because I don't actually know what he's about to say. Well, listen, Gina just asked me to think of some tips for women in being in relating to men and I've only had about five minutes to put a list together so <laughs> I'd really love to dive deep into this actually because it's um it's very juicy and I, f- I feel quite passionate about this idea it's a big responsibility so I want to just do a whole episode I on... just I want to I want to preface by saying these yeah, are just rough points that need refinement take it or leave it take what yeah, feels good for you works. leave what doesn't exactly exactly these are just sort of for based on my experience yeah um what I could tell my partners, you know, my current partner and partners in the past that, uh, that really help. So yeah, give me the tips. I just give you the tips. Okay. I'll give you the tips. Um, first one I would say is seek to understand my lung, my love language. Like how do I feel loved and cared for? How do I feel safe? You know, um, it could be different from how you feel loved and safe so try to understand what behaviors what elements what what kind of things make me feel safe and supported and loved Mm. and particularly i would say with sex as well when it comes to sex Mm. uh seek to understand uh what qualities and what sexual nuances help me to feel loved mm-hmm. and safe because there's there's a, such a variety of experiences with sex and I would say that there's different sexual experiences that go with different moods you know or different emotions mm-hmm. uh, there's certainly uh, been times in my life where I've had sex and it wasn't what I needed or I felt 
terrible afterwards mm-hmm. or I had a I just didn't feel confident or didn't feel loved or mm-hmm. just didn't feel good about it and I, and I think it's because probably I couldn't I didn't understand myself mm-hmm. <laughs> but certainly building a conscious relationship I think it's important for both partners to understand how to relate to the other yeah within sex you know there's times when it's wild, it's wild sex mm-hmm. times when it's build up each other's confidence in the bedroom because it's like let's like we just want to feel juicy and sexy and there's also times to be really gentle and caring and slow and there's times to be very particular about which areas of the body mm-hmm. we touch in each other and so all that is kind of it's a language it's a very unique I think yeah. it's unique I've got it for example I've got I've heard from many men talk about their sexuality and we're all unique <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're all, we're probably, we're, I would probably say men are more similar to each other than women. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is my judgment that, that, that women are probably more diverse than mm-hmm. men. Like, uh, as the saying goes, it's a lot easier to please a man mm-hmm. in a sense. I think that's true. But there's still, we shouldn't mm-hmm. overlook the variety. The men, men, men are very different from each other still. Great point. So that's tip number one. Seek to understand his love language and nuances, Mm. especially sexually. Yeah. Uh, The other one is, this is another Mm. sexual one actually, but Mm -hmm. don't try to please him. Just be yourself. Mm, This is good. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on the intention, right? There's there's times when Mm role-playing... Set, create a container, being that pleasing, yeah. Uh, you know, playing playing that role of, of of you know I'm pleasing you or whatever. But mm-hmm. but in but in general, uh, I I felt at times when when a woman was trying to please me. Keyword trying. Yeah, trying. That's the keyword. Is there can be an inauthenticity about that, mm. and um, mm-hmm. and the sex always seemed to get better when. When, when we just drop that. Yeah. When we just try to be... When we just drop trying to be who, we, who we're not. Yeah. And try to do something for the other person. So just I've be, your, be yourself. That. Yeah. And, and, uh, and if it's uncomfortable, then welcome to the journey. <laughs> just embrace that and communicate about things like that. Yeah. Because, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm... You know, I feel vulnerable with this experience yeah and i want it to be an amazing juicy experience but hey i'm actually feeling a little bit vulnerable and i scared and i haven't done this before and just 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 do that because that's gonna that's gonna actually get over the hurdle Mm. and and allow for a much um much deeper intimacy yeah i actually just to quickly speak on that i remember I can remember a couple times when you've you've kind of said this to me in sexual intimacy experiences um, where you've just encouraged me to just enjoy myself and to have fun and to just explore. And like, especially when I was more so giving to you and exploring your body and loving on you, your reminder to just like enjoy myself. And Mm. through that, like that, is usually what's pleased you the most is when I stop trying to make you feel good or touch you a certain way or whatever it is. And I just am curious and exploring you and loving you in the way that feels good and pleasurable for me. Is it like 
has allowed me to soften and relax and I think you to soften and relax as well because you're like enjoying it even more um and so I think yeah it's just it's it's been really powerful when you've reminded me of that especially when we were have been intimate as well yeah that's actually a really important frame that you mentioned that that there's times when uh I guess we traditionally define giving and receiving yeah and so let's just use an example of a woman your your you're giving to your man, let's yeah. say, and so so you, you you're in the role of of giving and pleasing, but especially when you're doing that, yeah, really, you're receiving through that experience. You mm-hmm. you can surrender and, and and receive your pleasure through that experience, yeah. And that's actually yes, and that's, that's 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 what allows the bodies to come into sync, yes. And so that 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 can really allow a, a deeper sense of pleasure in my experience. Yeah, yeah, because through my like surrendering into the giving you of pleasure I was receiving so much more pleasure from it like it was this cycle of like becoming so much more enjoyable enjoyable for me so much more enjoyable for you that it yeah it sinks up in this way and it becomes this like energy current of pleasure that's traveling between both of us even if one is more so in the receiving energy or position Mm mm-hmm Yep, totally. You want me to keep going with You're these? turning me on. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, Do we need to pause the podcast and no, have a little love sesh? I was actually just thinking about bringing <laughs> a, a less sexual one, so maybe okay, yeah, let's, let's make tone it easier it down to continue with this. <laughs> um, yeah, so outside of the relationship, I would say if your man doesn't have a mentor or oh. a support group, be it be it other men or other women or whatever he feels comfortable with. In my experience, it's been um, usually other men, usually older men um, that I've called, you know, that I've reached out to in times of need, yeah. in times when I just couldn't figure something out. Uh, receiving some feedback uh, or mirroring. Mirroring is a process where the other person doesn't give advice but just reflects back what they heard so that's hearing that from someone that I perceive as wise, mm-hmm. not specifically asking not to get advice, but just to be heard and just to be reflected. That's that's been a game changer for me. So I would encourage you um, as a woman. Let's use yeah. the heterosexual uh, kind of relationship to make sure your man has support. However, that yeah. however, if it's a coach, if it's a mentor. I think it's uh, really important. Yeah. And um, yeah, what else? I would say that a man's emotional range is generally smaller than a woman's in general. And so, and and his emotional acuity, like w- which means his ability to pinpoint emotions and understand his emotions, are generally more dull than. A woman's generally so if if you feel like that's the case and your man doesn't comprehend his emotions sometimes or or he's it's obvious on his face that he's angry or you're feeling mm-hmm. pissed off because he can't express himself just try mm-hmm. to be patient with him and encourage him just to to be in his body and just realize mm-hmm. that yeah this is some kind of emotion you know mm-hmm. um that's something that i i think probably ruins a lot of relationship the fact that the man can't get in touch with what he's feeling and it's just it it can it can create tension in the air it can create miscommunication 
and 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 kind of like a hiding or avoiding avoidance mm. behaviors. The so last two points is trust him, respect him. Mm. Basically, a man needs to be trusted. He needs to feel trusted in order to feel his power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last point is don't be his mother but learn how to play the role for little moments mm. can you say that one again yeah actually I'll say a little bit different don't be his mother but learn how to momentarily play the role what I really mean by that is it's not your responsibility to be his mother but sometimes and it, it can really help if you have a skill a skill set in playing a role consciously playing a role mm. in reminding him to do that thing that he said he was going to do mm-hmm. or telling him to clean his room for <laughs> fucking because yeah. if he is not pulling his weight together I mean obviously if it's a chronic thing and it's a problem then you know maybe you need to look at that but yeah. you know if this is someone you want to build a relationship with then I'm not promoting being his mother <laughs> at no. all. However, not being afraid to step in sometimes and just say what needs to be said, yeah. you know, and, and bringing in a, an element of discipline. Mm. I think that's important. And it can be a little bit confusing, confusing, confusing and cause some contention. So happy to elaborate that about that on another conversation unless you have any more questions about that um no i think for everything that we've talked about as well i mean again as you guys can tell this episode is much more conversational with these nuggets of wisdom throughout it so you are more than welcome like you can dm me at i am gina francis you can dm the rebel rose radio podcast instagram um and i'll put etai's contact info here as well we're super super open to questions comments concerns all of that um so that we can elaborate more on anything that does come up for you guys if you do want us to elaborate on any of these points more yeah yeah for sure you can just cool shoot me an email if you have any questions or suggestions (laughs) yeah amazing amazing so we would really love to wrap this episode up with a beautiful ritual practice that we've that we've done that we've integrated into our life and into our relationship that's really really supported us to strengthen our relationship to open communication channels to communicate more clearly and ultimately facilitate a much more deeper richer more loving and expansive relationship and it's really really simple and I've shared this with some of my clients in the past and it's it's been such a game changer for them so I really hope that this does serve you guys as well and what what we've been doing over you know maybe the past year or so is this practice of and I do this in other capacities you know with clients in different ways so you can do this really for anything but it's a practice of opening a circle so we cast a circle literally we'll just be sitting together and basically imagine that we are actually drawing a circle around us so for example Etai and I are sitting together here right now before we started recording this episode, we casted a circle. We opened a circle and set the intention for this podcast. We set the intention for this time together as if we are literally enclosed in the sacred space of a circle. And so every week we would have a weekly check-in and 
open a circle of and set our intention, whatever our intention was for that circle, um, to really just create the container. And we've also done this physically when we've gone on kind of little mini camping retreats and we set up some ceremonial space for us as we've literally gone out in nature and like gathered sticks and items from nature, from the land and physically created a circle for ourselves and actually sat in that circle and set the intention for that circle. And it's very profound and it's so powerful. Yeah. And I just want to say something about the, this, this circle, because some people um, might be skeptical about this notion of creating airy fairy (laughs) rituals. And um, I just wanted to, to to bring kind of a scientific approach to it because a circle, we all have uh, different parts of our brain and the most primordial part of our brain is called the reptilian brain. It's the hind brain and it, it's instinctual and it basically responds to danger, safety, danger. You know, Then we have the mammalian brain, which is emotional and communal and all kinds of other things. And then we have the frontal lobe, which is kind of like the neocortex, which is where we do thinking, rational thinking, imagination and all kinds of other things. It's not a lesson about brains, but in the in the reptilian brain, uh, you know, we can connect it to uh, a reptile actually being uh, in an egg. Like reptiles are, are born; uh, they're not born essentially. They're they're hatched. They're they're they're, they're laid in an egg, <laughs> yeah. eggs, and the egg is like a, it acts as a it's a barrier. It's like us being in the womb. Yeah, like us being in in the womb. Exactly. It's like it's like a, a barrier that's surrounding us that actually holds us in safety. So our first experience in life is actually being inside a circle, mm. and that's where we are warm and nourished and held by the mother. So literally, we have physiological memories, and this goes. This this is determined by our our our, our hind brain as being okay. This circle is my safety. This, if I go out of my circle, this is the unknown. Mm. So, even if the logical brain says, "Oh, this is just kind of stupid. This is just a circle," there's something instinctual that uh, feels can can actually rest in in a sense of safety when we 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 are actually around a circle. And there's a yogic practice that I learned about in one of the schools that I traveled with is literally just putting a, a hoop, like a, a hula hoop around you when you're sitting and to meditate because it huh. creates this effect in the hindbrain of safety and ability to let go on, on a deep instinctual level. So wow. don't, don't underestimate the power of circles. Wow. So glad you shared that. That's really cool. Really, really cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Amazing. So we'll open that circle. We'll open a circle for a lot, a lot of things, like a lot of different intentions. And um, some of these questions, so we're speaking right now about a weekly check-in, a weekly ritual that we do. Um, haven't really been doing it the, that much since we've been apart. It's just been... It's been kind of a whole different circumstance and scenario, but when we were really together and we'll we're going to kickstart it. Yeah, we're going to kickstart it now that we're back together, but it was really, really supportive for us as really like an anchor every week, um, having this weekly check-in where we would open a circle, which we just shared with you about, and basically have some different bullet points that we would go over. So it was this weekly anchor for us to come together in our relationship and kind of more, I don't want to say logistical, but we for a while had an intimacy day or an intimacy date where we would have more of an intimacy romantic time. And then we had this um, check-in that was more grounded, more anchored, more 
to the point and logistical. Running the business of a relationship. Yes, that's what it was. It was literally like the business of the relationship, of a relationship. And um, so I'm going to share with you some of those points. So we would open a circle and set our intention. And you guys can do that in your own way. Set your own intentions. And we'd start with appreciation and gratitude for each other. So starting off on a really beautiful note, what we appreciate in the other, what we're grateful for about the other and also the relationship um any wins or celebrations in the relationship like things that we're proud of if we accomplished something or we had a really beautiful weekend together or we're really like proud of the intimacy and the lovemaking session we had or we're really proud of the way we handled that challenge last week whatever it was we'll kind of start off sharing that and then going into and both of you guys taking turns sharing from from each one of your point of views what's been working well and why in the relationship where could we improve and why you know what's not been working so well and why it's really important to go into why and then we start to kind of look ahead at the week and just really get a bit businessy oriented look at our calendar like what's going on what's on your schedule Itai what's on my schedule how can how can we best support each other is there anything that we need accountability on is you know do we have a like if I had a really busy week at work or I was just launching a course or Itai was like working all day and also was studying in a course and had coaching like if there's areas that we need extra support from the other or just to let each other know hey, this week might be a little bit more intense, da-da-da-da, or I've actually got a lot of space this week. Um, For me, that's important for me to be communicating where I'm at in my cycle, which is really kind of more of a daily thing, and he's pretty in sync with that. So if you're not already communicating where you're at in your cycle with your partner in your relationship, please, please, please start doing that. Um, Again, that's a whole other episode probably we can do, which would be really fun. Um, so tracking your cycle and communicating that with your partner, letting them know. And if you have any needs or desires or even any boundaries, like any space that you need that week, also communicating that with each other. Um, is there anything else? Goals. Goals, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sharing sharing our goals, you know. This, yep. is, this is what I'd like to achieve this week. Yeah. What about you? You know? Yep. Things exactly. Like mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And those are just some simple bullet points, like some simple questions. This can be like 30 to 45 minute check-in every week. Make a cup of tea, have a coffee, whatever, and and just settle in together. And it really, again, creates some structure and a container for more safety and more expansion and more openness within the relationship. Yeah. You said it well. (laughs) Thanks. You too, babe. Mm -hmm. You too. So we are going to wrap this little love bubble up. Is there anything else, Itai, my love, that you would like to end on, that you would like to share with everyone? It's pretty obvious we're going to do more episodes that are going to be more, um, like we're going to have some focused episodes, which we just talked about a few moments ago. But for now, in this beautiful space that we have open together, is there anything else that you want to share? Um, mm, it feels pretty good to to close it there. I just want to say that I'm open to any questions or feedback that come through, um, and 
really open to suggestions about what else to to talk about. I mean, we've already got yeah. a lot of a lot of subjects to dive deeper into, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to creating more of these conversations, but making them uh, making some punchy podcasts around tools, takeaways, and um, things that are easily easily take you know easy to take away and assimilate yeah 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 definitely yeah thanks for having me on your podcast it's (laughs) been a pleasure you're welcome it's been my pleasure Mm. very much my pleasure can't wait to make out with you after this yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much for being here for receiving this i hope that you received exactly what you needed from this episode I hope that you had some laughs with us, that it was inspiring and you have some beautiful takeaways and things that you can integrate into your relationships or into your future relationships. And we really look forward to hearing from you. And even though this was a Valentine's Day special, it is coming out a little bit past Valentine's Day, but we're still here in this month of love and devotion and relationship, just entering Pisces season. So really going into the waters, the emotions, the relating, the love. And if you are listening to this in real time, when it is released, there is about 24 hours for you to enter the Rebel Rose Radio giveaway that is currently taking place. There are three different tiers of prizes, and I will leave all of the details for that in the show notes. Basically, what we ask is that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast as well as share it to your stories on Instagram, tagging me, tagging Rebel Rose Radio so that you can be entered to win either the Rebel Rose Herbal Tea that will be delivered right to your doorstep or a free ticket to my event Honey that is taking place in a couple of weeks or a one-on-one devotional business session with me. So be sure to enter the giveaway, check out all the information in the show notes, and I really look forward to seeing you on the Rebel Rose launch ceremony happening on February 19th, which is actually tomorrow, and that'll be up on the Rebel Rose Radio Instagram for you to watch, even if you can't make it live. If you're listening to this later on, you can just jump back into the Instagram and receive it. The giveaway winners will be announced on there, and I will also message you privately if you have one. I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you soon. Sending so much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Mm, All right, my love. Thank you so much for spending your time with me here today. If this episode served you, I invite you to share it with a friend, share it with a sister, a loved one, someone that you feel could receive medicine from this episode as well. If you share this episode to your story, to your socials, please tag me at I am Gina Francis and the Rebel Rose Radio Instagram at Rebel Rose Radio so that I can see, so that I can connect with you and love on you. And my DMs are always open for you to share your messages, your feedback, and what you've been loving about the podcast. It would be such a gift if you could subscribe, rate, give a five-star rating, and review the podcast so more beautiful humans around the world can receive the magic of Rebel Rose Radio. Again, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be here with you today, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I will see you so soon. So much love.